so stoked to be here today with a friend from Vancouver, a friend of Team Corkers, just an all-around wonderful, wonderful soul in this community. And Bauman, who is so not common, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thanks, Steph. I'm actually so excited to do this with you. I wish my name had a rhyming little poem like yours. Well, the thing is, when I first moved here, I realized people just could not remember my name and I'm like I was 10 I moved here from Pakistan and the way my parents would say the name it's like Bauman and people in Vancouver and Canada I realized could not say Ba uh Ba was a bit more something that rolled off the tongue so at 10 I remember introducing myself to a few people and and they're like what's your name and I'm like Bauman they're like Bauman I'm like no Bauman they're like Bauman I'm like all right I I see that this is naturally occurring for people so I'm just gonna roll with this And that's kind of how it started. And then I'm like, well, they don't remember that name either. So I got to come up with a jingle. So it's like, it's like common, but not really. They're like, okay. (laughs) Well, I love a jingle and a jingle that came to your world when you were 10 years old. You just shared with us, you moved here from Pakistan. And what was the impetus to come to Vancouver? Well, my parents knew they had the foresight back in the day, you know, over 25 years ago to go, all right. We don't think this is where the kids want to end up. They seem to be quite creative and fun and there's a lot of things going on. And so I think they just kind of kept trying to see if they could get out and we couldn't necessarily afford all the paperwork and the visa and everything. But long story short, it just kind of happened before you knew we were all on a plane. I was 10, my sister was seven, my brother was three, and we were in a little one bedroom apartment. We were actually on our way to Toronto because we had more family and friends there. But one of my mom's cousins lived here and he's like, why don't you stop in Vancouver first and and see how you like it and go from there. And we stopped and we kind of never left. Wow. And do you remember life as a 10 year old coming to Vancouver, making new friends and or does it feel too long ago? No, no, no. I, I honestly remember it like it was yesterday. Oh. I showed up. I showed up here. I was in grade six. The first thing I remember over there at the time, the trend of like that ponytail, the Luke Skywalker, like skinny long <laughs> rat tail was such a thing. And I came here and immediately was bullied so hard for that. And so I remember going home the first day after school and telling my mom, like, you need to chop this off immediately. <laughs> None of the kids here are doing it. And it, it was a tough adjustment. I mean, you know, it's, this is such a cliche and I've said this to so many of my friends, but I feel like I won the lottery the day I was basically born into my family because they've been such a fantastic support system and so yeah I definitely went through the bullying and then there's the where are you from and why do you sound that way and 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 all the curiosity that kind of comes with it and I think you just tackle it as it comes Mm. well said I mean I'm I'm so curious I moved here from Toronto and feel like integrating into Vancouver granted as a young adult was quite an experience but I think it's relevant even more so relevant for you because you've now chosen here you are three years into this chapter of your career at Native Shoes where you're the king of community and I think so much of how we create and form community as our younger selves impact how we go forth and and do this at this age so you were one of the 
original gangsters of, of community at Native Shoes. Uh, oh my God, I'm going to frame that or like you. Oh. That, is, that is good. Yes, Con no, continue. Don't stop now. <laughs> OG gangster. Yeah, I'm on board. Well, you've also seen so many iterations of Native Shoes and we're so proud to be affiliated with, you know, a plant-based shoe company that's caring and giving so many f's about production for you know in an industry that's really easy to just be rather corrupt and, and pollute over thinking sustainably like you are and yeah you're you're leading community and tell me what it's been like to rally people around a brand that has been like dare we say not so common right yeah <laughs> well so my role started three years ago exactly three years ago because yesterday was actually was my work anniversary and so it started with more of a retail focus so trade shows and yeah, it was more retail focused. And then it kind of switched about two years ago. There was new management that was brought in. And the whole idea was, okay, we are purpose driven. We want to be purpose driven. Why are we doing the things that we're doing? Uh, what is the intention behind everything? And community kind of was being talked about and it was a focus. So they were like, all right, why don't we get you to start doing something along the lines of that? We realize you're really good with people. And it's actually so great to work for a company and a brand that realizes your strengths and really kind of leans you into that. They're like, all right, the trade shows, we're not doing those anymore. We feel like this is really important. Why don't you give this a shot and what can you do? So for me, I naturally just really enjoy people. That's what fuels me up. That's where I get really excited. And so I kind of started focusing on like, our hometown, Vancouver, how do we connect? How do we create meaningful events that align with the brand, but also something that's memorable? And for me, the objective always was like, if someone could meet someone else at one of our events and make a friend out of it, that would be so, it would just be so good. Because, you know, in Vancouver, and I feel like, and let me know if you've heard any of these things before, but as an adult, and I hear it all the time, it feels very clicky here. It's hard to make friends in the city. Everyone kind of stays in their lane. It's a no fun city. Have you ever heard that before? Absolutely. I think yeah. it's real. Like the West Coast, and I don't know about the West Coast of the US, but I think West Coast of Canada, Vancouver feels like a tricky place to, to integrate. And I don't know why that is. And I've definitely experienced that and continue to. So my vision and mission, and it kind of like runs within me is like, how do we integrate people from within our community and within our city? Because there are so many damn freaking great people that live here. That's the trick. There's so yeah. many fantastic people that live here and everyone knows of each other. And now, especially in a very digital and social realm, everyone, and I'm using air quotes, even though we're on a podcast, knows of each other, but doesn't actually know each other. Yeah. So how do we, how do we do that? How do we introduce them to each other? How do we get them in the same space? And I just started finding that a lot of times with events as well that I was noticing, it was kind of the same people that were always showing up to the same events. You would see the same people over and over and over. And I'm like, all right, they all seem to know each other. Seems like they're having a great time on Instagram, but how do we make this a real life connection? And that's kind of like what really was the driving force for me personally and professionally. And it, again, like it's just so great when a business is like, yes, go ahead, do it. We support you. What's your vision? What's your strategy? How are you going to do it? And then kind of giving you free reign on doing it. So cool. Now, have you been focused around building a community that shares your company values or have you been focused on building community around what people are doing that you find interesting? How have you done that? And I ask because Native has been so bold and clear 
in your own company values. Mm -hmm. And I think the magic here is that because my personal values align with company values, I think that's why it's so easy. For me, I've always used humor and making things fun and keeping things light. It's in our DNA as a brand, but it's also in my personal DNA. So I think when you find that fit, it's, it comes naturally, it's easy, and it just works. I yeah. think it's authentic, right? And so I think anytime anything isn't authentic, people are smart enough to see through it and they don't gravitate toward it. And I think that's where we've been successful because as a company, we've been really smart in hiring people in their strengths, but also that are authentic to what they do. So even the team that we have, we do it so well because it comes naturally to us. And it's just, it's fun. Like one of our brand pillars is to lighten up and it's not just the environmental impact that we leave, but just also as people, you know, mm-hmm. to, to lighten up in life. Because we do live in a, in a time where it kind of feels very uncertain and dark and heavy. So as a brand and as a person, I'm like, how do I inject some fun and humor? And how do I make this so that people don't feel scared of really what everything that's kind of going on around them? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, this isn't in the name of lightening up. It's just to riff a little bit on your idea of community means that we can host events that bring or host spaces to, to make a new friend. You're in a spin studio, you're who you are in the community that we love. You are who you are with Native Shoes. And I remember being in a spin class and saying that I would have felt like I created community if two people fell in love and made a baby. And (laughs) I just think that, I mean, it's no surprise Matt and I wanted to start a dating company. We've tried a few times, but I think there's a real life connection, a connection that says, how do we become friends? And then there's a connection of whatever version of love you're looking for, or you may have, you know, beyond swiping and Tinder and Hinge, where do people connect? And, and I just thought community would be made if people are falling in love and procreating, and then we can procreate this community. (laughs) I mean, maybe I should lower my standards and just hope that people become friends. Oh my God. No, keep those standards really high. I've always <laughs> believed in never lowering them. I'm, I'm often like, oh, I've been single for a while. I should just lower my standards. And then I'm like, no. oh, I'd rather be happy and content and be single than lower my standards. That is not happening. Well, here we go. Okay. We're going to riff on love and dating then because it's the epitome of community. And dare I say, I mean, don't you feel like you know the world of Vancouver? Dating <laughs> I, I, beyond Vancouver now? I, what do you need to talk about in your dating life? I know, I know, I know a fair amount of people, especially in the city. And, it's been, yeah. and that's been one of the best parts about this job. And I've loved it so much because I've got to meet the most interesting people like yourself. Through this, really, it's been kind of like the catalyst for it. And it's been incredible that I've got to meet the people that I've got to meet. But it is tricky. It's tricky because, you know, I would have visions of like going to not just events, but a yoga class or a spin class or somewhere. And I'm like, he's going to show up there. It's going to be the best. Like, that's how I'm going to meet my person. And then you start realizing like, it's not really happening, but I'm just going to continue trying. And I've connected with people, you know, all over. And I've been lucky enough to get to, I get to travel with work and, and personally and get to meet and connect with people from all over. But yeah, I think you and Matt need to get that um, app going because it's definitely it's it's harder than it seems out there. Like it's, you know, the timing has to be aligned for mm-hmm. two people in their lives for it to work. And I mm-hmm. did meet someone that I was really excited about, but his timing in his life with full-time school and work and everything else was just like, I can't have you as a priority. And if yeah. that does, you know, and if that doesn't work, then, then what's the point? Like mm-hmm. we're not going to try and 
you you know for me I feel like a part of it it needs to be easy it needs to it's work and it, and yes you know it, it can be challenging but there's a part of it where I, I'm like I want it to feel natural I want it yeah. to feel easy otherwise I can't put in this much time and energy and effort like it's a, it's a companionship it's a partnership yeah. totally absolutely so what do you think the future of I'm going to say the future of community, and that can mean love and relationships. It can mean community as in integrating into a new city, or it can be community at work. Where is the future? Are we going to become this like culture that only dates online? And, you know, I've heard a lot about, of course, like digital influencers. And now the reality is there's this like micro influencer and you want the person mm-hmm. that has less than 10,000 followers because you assume, or you would think that it might be more authentic connections. What, what, what do you even foresee in 2020? Oof. I mean, 2020 is kind of around the corner here. Yeah. And I don't think the digital realm is going away anytime soon. Yeah. But my hope and my goal is that it could happen naturally, which seems like it kind of, God, it seems really far from, from that happening, but I'm optimistic that it can. I have no problems with the digital age. I think it's fantastic. I've made some great friends out of it. I've met some wonderful people from it. And I've also heard so many success stories of people finding their partners and finding friends and finding people that way. I just uh, my my dream and my wishes. I, I just hope we could revert back to the old school way of connecting in person. And I think that's kind of where I put my time and my focus is I still try to show up to things where I think I could potentially meet like-minded people. And with what I do personally and professionally, that's kind of the goal is to create environment and create settings and, and bring people together and put it out there with the hope and goal for, of bringing people together that uh, wouldn't necessarily meet, but can end up forming some form of partnership, whether it's a friendship or a relationship or whatever it may be. Yeah. I, I think it's so well said. Like the reality of digital is it's our life now. It's like, it's not, it's not going away. It's not going away. And right. how do we continually complement it. And yeah, I think showing up online as authentically as we can feels more and more important, especially with one more filter and, you know, however else it's so easy for things to not be authentic. And I know that I check myself often. And I'm like, yeah. this is the most authentic thing I can post or say. And how, and how can we use it? Like, how can we use digital to leverage that? Absolutely. I was in the OC recently for work, actually. And in my hotel, on the, it had a great rooftop. And so I went to check it out. And the guy in the elevator was like, hey, are you going to um, meet up? And I'm like, sorry, what's meet up? And he's like, oh, it's this new app. And it's just a way of uh, people from the community to get together here once a week to have drinks um, and, to, and to have conversation. And we wouldn't necessarily meet together but it's just a way of getting together to meet like-minded people or people from different backgrounds and things and I just thought that's so smart that's so great and it's a good example of using the digital world to kind of you know have that interaction versus it just kind of being like sliding into dms or whatever it is and actually getting groups of people together to make new friends and to have that because now more than ever even though we're so connected it feels like we really are so disconnected Totally. That's so and true. without that, without that human interaction and connection and touch, how are we going to connect? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to that, I mean, Meetup is a, an example, a great example. Who else do you think is doing community well, be it brands or people, maybe online platforms? Where do you think community is done well right now? 
I mean, in the in the app realm, I think Meetup is really, really smart, and I think it it definitely works. I haven't personally used it, and I actually don't even know if uh, it's a thing in Vancouver, but maybe we check it out, and maybe you and I start the first one and kind of <laughs> get rally a group together. I think the king of community, the kings and queens are our pals just from around the corner. The juice truck does it really, really well. I've learned a ton from Zach and Ryan who own it and just the way they do it. It's so authentic and they've got the best people together. You've also got great local businesses. Katie from Tight Club, I think just nails it with the way she executes it. Anytime it feels authentic and um, real, people are more inclined to show up. And Mm -hmm. I hear more and more people. I mean, I think, you know, we've both come from the world of Lululemon. And I think they kind of like were really the creators of community. I don't, I'm not really sure how it existed on a brand level before and kind of really trademark that and dial it in. And I think they continue to do it really well and, and evolve with it as the times come. But I see it a lot more even now with small businesses and just with people in general that are kind of getting together. There's mom groups and there's, you know, all sorts of different groups. And I hear it all the time because now I'm in the the realm where I've got a bunch of friends who all have kids and they're like, oh yeah, there's this little group and we use it as event session. And then there's this group for kind of recycling this. And I'm like, it's kind of nice to see that it is happening and people are using whatever platform or however they want to do it in their own way to make it happen. Yeah. Well, it's funny when you, I want to answer this question as well. Um, I was actually going to ask you what you, th- what you thought of it, because I think you do it really well. And so does your brother. So I was going to say, what do you think? Well, I think that the joy of community is in sharing. And I have three things that come to mind. and They're all really different and maybe a little bit silly. But one is I have a cabin just south of Whistler that you have to take your own garbage and recycling out from. So there isn't garbage collection. And one of my favorite things is going to the recycling depot. Because I feel like people who are mindful enough to collect all of their recyclables and actually take them away themselves in an era that we're so lazy and we all expect people to just come pick it up at the corner. Mm-hmm. It takes me forever. It takes me way too long. I go walking around this big parking lot, figuring out where to put my glass jars and where to recycle my tin cans and talk. You know, it's like I can never rush it. And I just love seeing all of the other people that have organized that are doing recycling. The same thing. <laughs> and it's one of these quiet communities because I, you know, it's not like I feel like I'm a member of the recycling community. No, I, but you should be from the but, sounds of it. <laughs> but we all just show up to do our little part and it feels like maybe community doesn't have to be, you know, riding on a spin bike together, but it can be in small acts of, of doing good. But on the other side, we have a dear friend. She was also at Lululemon. You might remember her. Her name is Jackie Carr, and she lives in Colorado now, and she moved from California to Colorado. It was her vision to do so. She is definitely my person to follow on Instagram. That's your next question. But she just wrote a beautiful post about moving to Colorado and creating community. And she started by creating an event that she would want to go to and basically hoping one person would show up. And now I feel like her events sell out in a hot second and she's putting retreats on and 
doing work that she just loves and it's obvious and evident. And she and her business partner, Mary Beth, have just created a really beautiful community that thrives because they said, what, what do we want and how do we create that without any promise that anyone would be there? And of course, the law of attraction, they all show up. So I think Jackie Carr is one to follow. And then the other, I think, is Strava because I think Strava is an athlete. If you're a runner or cyclist, especially you, you can record all of your sessions um, within this app, if you will. And it's the epitome of we all want and love the same thing. And, you know, there's, there's no other riffraff. There's nothing else going on other than wh- what did I do? How far, how fast, how slow, who was I with? Here's a picture. And yeah, I think Strava's, Strava's creating its own very linear segment and they're doing a good job. Okay, but my question, one person you want to follow, or you would suggest that we all follow online and why? I'm going to have to answer that one with the juice truck. We love it. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I, I, I love what they do. I, even with their Insta stories, it's so fantastic because they've started reaching out to community people who used to live here um, and now they live elsewhere and then they just get them to tell their stories. And I think it's just such a fun platform and it's colorful and I think they just storytell really, really well. it's that piece piece of of it feeling very authentic they're authentic they are the the place to follow yeah and i mean kudos because one other awesome thing about zach and ryan is they have made it so much bigger than themselves and so many people are so passionate about this so absolutely we'll make sure that's included in the show notes well my sweet friend as these things happen we must come to an end and as you know our last question that we wrap every podcast at team corker with is what is currently making your heart beat faster? Ooh, for me, it's always my my friends and family, the mm. people that are closest to me. I get really excited for our little family trips, and we have one coming up this holiday season. We're going to London, where I lived for two years, and my brother lives there, and my sister lived there at one point. So I'm pretty excited about that. But I, what's really kind of getting me going is actually the unknown. There's something that I feel like. It's brewing. It's really exciting. It's coming up. And whether it's for me personally, I just, I feel like there's some good things that are on the way and I can't quite pinpoint to, but you know, when you can just feel it, you can feel it through your system. Yeah. That's kind of what's, what's kind of driving me is like not necessarily knowing what it is, but knowing that it's positive and it's coming. Well, enough said. Nothing's been more exciting than potential and potential that is juicy is very, very exciting. Exactly. My friend, thank you. Thank you for your time. And really, thank you for the community that you create. You hosted a beautiful plant-based meal for us in Vancouver. And it was just a really wonderful reminder of how offline connections are so meaningful and authentic. And I think this conversation has only solidified that further. So I look forward to seeing you perhaps over Juice, the Juice truck in Vancouver. Sounds great. Thank you for being a part of it, Steph, and for being exactly who you are. Big luck. Talk soon.